Power Show on Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm your host, Vijar Nathan. And with us today is Brana Dane. She is a super role model. She's appeared in numerous publications such as Porter Magazine, Forbes, Vogue Italia, and Harper's Bazaar, highlighting her ethical modeling efforts. She's worked for some of the top brands, including um, se- several that you well known. Uh, she's an active member of the fashion community and co- co-founder of Super Role Models, one of the um, uh, many leaders in the model activist group Model Mafia. She's recently been hosting for FNL Network on Amazon Prime globally, as well as came with her written interview work at Bella Magazine other publications. Welcome, welcome. Hi, VJ. I'm so happy to be here with you. Thank you, thank you. So why don't we start off with uh, your work with um, the Model Mafia and tell us a little bit about that and how you started with them and, and what's that about? You know, um, about... Two and a half years ago or something like that, I got a seemingly random email in my inbox and I was like, this looks interesting. Maybe I'll check it out. Yeah. And I went and I was very surprised to feel um, really understood as a model for the first time. We had our first meeting about two plus years ago and it was models only. It was um, a panel discussion no media, no non-models, et cetera. And it was, um, it was a, it was felt powerful. And Mm -hmm. so from there we kept the ball rolling and we did, um, a lot of activations together. Uh, we marched in DC for the climate March and, um, that was covered in glamour mag. So we have like a little video of us all together on the bus and, um, we're about 200 models and we come together on lots of different issues and we use our social media we are experts in uh marketing on social media as Mm -hmm. models i don't know some people don't know that but that's a part of the job i get judged sometimes on (laughs) in my personal life or like promoting myself on social media so much but it's actually a part of the job um so we can turn that skill on its head and direct it towards a cause and it can have really powerful results especially when we do it together as a group good good so, uh, um, first of all, let's go backtrack a little bit. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Where were you born and where were you raised? Where did you grow up? And, and how did you tell us a little bit about your life journey uh, towards this point uh, in life and such? Yeah, where were you born first? Well, I was born in California, Newport Beach. And then when I was pretty young still, I moved to Vancouver, Canada. And that's, that's mostly where I grew up. Um, I was scouted when I was very young by a top agency in Canada. 
And I went to school in Europe, and then I came to New York City and really got deep in the modeling world. Yeah, and you were mentioning a lot about your activism work. Uh, you mentioned a little bit about it in your in the beginning thing, but tell us a little bit more about um, your involvement with, um, you know, also the ethical treatment of models and all that. So uh, tell us a little bit about how you've been advocating for that and how, what kind of result that's brought about or what the process at least, yeah. You know, it's really difficult in the fashion industry to make a change, and it's it's very yeah. slow. Yeah, It is changing slowly. I can see that. Um, diversity has definitely gotten um, made big headway. I'm sure there's a lot more to go, but it's made big headway in recent years in the fashion industry. But there are so many other issues that are still... Um, Really, and it's really haven't evolved to a point where I'm satisfied at all. And so, with Super Role Models, I'm a co founder of this organization. Um, we're really focusing on empowering uh, the individual model because, like it or not, models are actually looked up to by young girls and other people in society as role models. Mm. So if a model is out of balance, if a model is not nourishing themselves correctly, if their whole identity is wrapped up in their exterior appearance only, then that has a negative effect not only on the model, you know, who I care about, but it has a negative effect on society at large. Mm. So I think that's very important to address that um, especially being in this industry myself, you know, I have the opportunity to make this change. And I do believe that making uh, these high priority changes and the model mafia is also involved with this. Um, uh, so the first priority is probably raising the uh, age limit mm. for modeling, especially the shows to 18, which I think is completely reasonable. Yeah. And the second priority is just making sure that models are healthy and not under eating, underweight. Mm. Um, and that's really dictated by the clients, these two things. And I just, I don't get it because it's not a human biological natural thing to want to see beauty reflected as underweight and 15. It's mm. not natural mm. and it's artificial. And I, believe that it creates a sick society when um you know underweight young teenagers are selling goods are being used to market goods to 30 40 year old women it doesn't make any sense to me so i think just by raising the the age to 18 will make a huge difference and um yeah just making sure that models reflect a healthy appearance yeah so why don't we go into a little bit of the, you talked a little bit about it, but also um, the guiding philosophies and such that guide you through your life and, and the values, core values that you feel, uh, just in general, more broadly, um, have really guided you to finding your voice and finding your ability to speak uh, on these issues. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it has been a journey and I didn't always feel so comfortable. Mm. And really getting involved with the model mafia has made me feel more empowered. Yeah. Because I know that there are other um, models and people in fashion that are rooting for me to make these changes and be a part of the change and change the conversation. So that's been very powerful. 
And also just in my own life, you know, I've had different experiences where I've been very thin and agents have told me you need to lose weight for pretty much no reason, except I honestly believe they were just used to saying that. Yeah. 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 It becomes like something they say rather than really looking at the um, person. Person. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, you know, things need to change. And I really commend uh, women model management. They actually stop showing girls in uh, fashion week under 18. So that's really great. IMG is still showing girls um, under 18. Mm. Yeah. And also you did some work in with, uh, with raising awareness for climate change, I believe. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the more, more, all the other kinds of, um, like just tell us more broadly the activism and such. Yeah. Yeah. So I am an activist and I get involved with, um, uh, environmental causes as well. Um, so I marched in DC. Mm. That was very powerful experience, um, coming together and marching there. And, um, I, yeah, yeah I try and promote sustainable brands. Uh-huh. I, yeah. Okay. So also, um, Oh, th- yeah. let me, get, um, so th- my interest in this, you know, I grew up in Canada, so we're always a little bit ahead in the um, recycling and, you know, being c- kind to the earth sort of thing uh, in school. That was, you know, a priority for the teachers to tell us about and all this sort of thing. Um, but uh, since I saw the True, Cro- the True Cross movie, mm-hmm. I attended the premiere with Eileen Fisher and um, she's a great designer who does sustainable design. Um that's when I really got the idea in my head that we needed to make a change in the fashion industry towards slow fashion. Mm. Fashion. Yes. Yeah. Good, good. So I just want to put our request out to our listeners. If they want to call in and talk about anything, ask questions of Brana or um, talk about anything, the number is 718-928-9732. Number again is 718-928-9732. Come in, call in and talk about the fashion industry talk about um uh her activism or anything you'd like to talk about uh so we'll switch gears actually a little bit to um talk about your painting and creative process to uh to touch a little bit on that and i'll give you a chance to talk a little bit about how you've grown as, as a painter how you've grown as a poet also i understand you've written you just you just received your first publication correct yeah that's very correct and i'd love to have a listener call in and talk to a listener by the way so yeah yeah i'm hoping someone will call in um yeah i was so excited to find out that i was going to be published as a poet for the first time it's just you know i'm not i don't call myself a poet i'm not a poet but it was just really i really wanted to have one piece uh published and and it's yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so about your (laughs) painting as well uh uh, let you leave you uh how long have you been doing that or how long have you been painting i've been painting for over a decade oh excellent, excellent. Yeah. yeah yeah and tell us a little bit about your creative process like how does that how do you what's your inspiration what kinds of um subjects do you paint sure so you know as a kid my mother would take me to the opera we had salvador dolly paintings up in the house um you know i was just exposed to the arts from a young age. I went to the ballet. I took ballet. I just have a real appreciation mm-hmm. of the arts. And my uh, grandmother also is a professional painter. So it's just 
something that I really, I love beauty and I get inspired by the world around me and just the emotional reaction it creates within me. So that's what I try and portray in my paintings. Um, I always think that there's, there ends up being a uh, sort of sense of movement that I direct the gaze with the composition and the choice of colors. So I do mostly acrylic on canvas and I'm getting more into abstract now. I've done abstract in the past, but I'm going to go more in that direction. But traditionally I've been doing a lot of figure art and portraiture. Yeah, good, good. So um, one thing we were talking a little bit about in the, the pre-interview questions when we uh, kind of guided through, you're talking about some of the uh, thinkers and, and um, philosophies that have influenced you. One of them you mentioned is Carl Jung, mm -hmm. um, the collective unconscious stuff. These kinds of things that you're talking about with painting, kind of drawing from the artistic traditions and drawing from and finding your own voice and finding a way to inlet into or inroad into One's creativity is one of the major ways that we find, you know, our voice and such. So um, uh, tell us a little bit about your uh, understanding of the, these kinds of ideas. And then we can lead into the political uh, discussion uh, later on. Yeah, Go ahead. Sure. Yeah. So actually with Super Role Models, that's one of the things that we get into is uh, promoting meditation and kundalini yeah. yoga. And we're doing workshops for that. Um, so it is very important especially in a fast-paced society, to kind of keep your mindfulness and appreciate the small things around you. Mm. And you can get a lot of joy and inspiration um, from just noticing little things. And Carl Jung comes into this with synchronicity and those principles. So, yeah, art is a great way to kind of channel this. And I actually teach art therapy, um, because it's a great way for me to kind of, you know, combine my artistic side with the, um, more business or business and time. social. And I do it for models with yeah. super role models to kind of teach skills that can help with, uh, coping. And it's a really great way to, one of the only ways to express yourself in a nonverbal way and get out emotions without the vulnerability of um of using words which can be hard sometimes depending on the situation yeah yeah good good so you were mentioning uh an incident or uh experience you had about <clears throat> uh about uh when we talk about the kind in this society today we talk about kind of we see a polarization of you know we uh people like affirming their identity as a progressive or democrat or and people forming their identity as a republican and and conservative and becomes very uh, entrenched in those philosophies and those perspectives. But you're talking about how, um, you know, the cross being able to reach out and, and, and find commonalities. So tell us a little bit about your experiences you, you, with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, certain causes are very important to me, like environmentalism and, you know, women's issues and that sort of thing. But at the same time, it's really important to be inclusive and not judge someone based on their political beliefs alone. You have to really ask and find out why they're feeling a certain way about something, because there's always like a little bit, a nugget of truth in pretty much anything. Yeah. Yeah. And so you have to really think from the other person's perspective. And I don't agree with people who are defriending people on Facebook because of the political beliefs and, you know, just being shutting down basically their mind and their heart to other people based on something that I find very superficial because, you know, I, 
there can be very good people who are Republican and Democrat and liberal and, you know, whatnot. So I actually did a um, video for my social media and for this uh, congressional candidate's social media, Naomi Levin. Um, she's a Republican in New York City. Mm. Um, she's very moderate. And another, you know, uh, state, she'd probably be considered a Democrat. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to speak for her. I don't know. but <laughs> She's yeah. very moderate. Um, and so I did a video about how it's very important to protect our environment. And mm. I mean, that's something we completely agreed on. And I think it's very important to um, to really see where you can come together and work together. Yeah, I think also it's important for people to realize that, you know, when we present ourselves on social media, we're only getting a fraction of who we are and what we represent and, and, and how we can communicate through social media has become deteriorated because we're only looking at a, a fraction of it and then we're not able to see or perceive the person's truth, the person's uh, place of being, where they're coming from. So, uh, you know, I can understand what you're saying about, you know, this, this trending idea that, oh, I can only keep my echo bubble. I can't keep with, you know, I can't have a dialogue or discussion with people who quote unquote, disagree with me mm -hmm. without, you know, because that, that Facebook, that, that social media perception is only seeing a, a fraction of it, you know? That's very yeah. true. And yeah. it's, you know, it's encouraged by technology today. They kind of encourage this bubble that you're living in by their algorithms and, you know, what advertisements they show you. It's becoming, it's making people more insula insular. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, tell us a little bit more about uh, what, what what's coming up for you now as far as like uh, what you're watching or what you're reading or things that are coming up for you that, in in the in the media speaking of media and such uh anything that you've been reading or watching that that's interesting you mentioned buffy the vampire slayer but that's kind of <laughs> uh an older show but uh have you watched um sabrina the chilling adventures sabrina it's kind of a similar motif to buffy it might be a yeah a so it's watch, a little yeah. bit before my time but yeah. i got really into buffy yeah. in middle school uh-huh and um i just think it's so important to see strong female characters yeah 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 it had a big impact on me feeling like you know yeah i can slay a dragon i can <laughs> go out and do whatever you know yeah yeah good good and um yeah so also just remind listeners that we're having a request for call-ins at 718-928-9732 um oh yeah, and i you go ahead i did want to talk about also with the model mafia um, we were very instrumental as a group in bringing the Me Too movement to the fashion industry. Oh, good, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's something that we're really proud of as a group, and we started the um, the hashtag My Job Should Not Include Abuse. Uh huh. And you know it, it's 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 rampant. It's not just towards women either. I mean, a lot of young men get harassed. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely an issue that we wanna bring up and, and find people to advocate for. Advocacy mm -hmm. is so important to be able to stand on the um, the defense and, and the uh, truth and justice and all this kind of, of, of the ability of the, of the people. You know, I think there was a uh, quote that if you're neutral on a moving train, uh, being, you can't be neutral on a moving train. Also that uh, if you silence, uh, it takes the side of the oppressor. So these kinds of, these kinds of ideas 
that uh maybe you could flesh that out a little more yeah yeah and i really feel that you know you can achieve a lot in your life if you just deal with the things that come up in your own life uh-huh in a way that you know you're proud of and that you're doing what you can do so i that's how i try and live my life um for example i was actually mugged a couple years back mm-hmm. and um i was really lucky that this homeless good samaritan followed my attacker into the park and tipped off the police so that's how we caught this guy mm. and so i did him i went into the grand jury you know and then i later like a year later over a year later testified against this guy and it was not for my um betterment or revenge or anything i just was like this guy has a record mm. he could be doing this to someone he could push someone over who's like 70 and she could break a hip or whatever you know it's it's for society and i feel like if more people had that idea that they have to deal with things in a way when they actually come up in their own life that is good for everyone that life would just be a lot easier yeah yeah it's so true and i think that um you know when we talk about our, our obligation or <coughs> As citizens and such, and how we contribute to society, how we have to, um, you know, in today's society, I feel like citizens feel like, oh, you know, it's the politician's job to do certain things, and, and our voting is the only, you know, we always hear the reprise about how voting is so important, and it is, but uh, our participation in society is, is, is just as important. Our participation in uh, being civil, our civil duty, our civic duty, is just as important. And uh, yeah. And being able to participate and being able to uh, make our voices heard um, is just as important as voting, you know? Yeah, it's very true. I mean, you can have a large influence and not be a politician. And, you know, there can be laws in the books that no one follows. That happens all the time. And it's really popular culture that dictates a lot of our daily living. Mm. Yeah. So, um yeah, so uh, now we were talking a little bit about kind of an ideal society. Uh, what would it look like? What would it feel like? Um, if you expand a little bit more about what's your vision for uh, some of the key points in, in, in a kind of perfect world, in a utopia or something, yeah. You know, that's a really hard question because I think much more intelligent people than <laughs> myself have had a hard time answering exactly how yeah. a utopia utopia would work but in general i think just people would feel you know respected and valued for their unique gifts that they can offer Mm. you know i feel that in our society it can be very um difficult for certain people when they're only judged on superficial values and it's not all about how much money you make or you know how attractive you are there are other things that should be valued yeah yeah Good, good. So, did you happen to bring the poem you published, or did you happen to bring? Do you have a copy of it? I or, don't. Do you I like read it. Or? Have a copy on my phone. Yeah, if you want to take a moment, I'll. Uh, maybe we'll go to a song, and then uh, we'll take a quick intermission, and then we'll uh, be right back. Okay. Sure.
Okay, and we're back um, on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is the Truth to Power Show. Once again, the request for call-ins at 718-928-9732. And we're going to listen to the poem that um, Brianna had uh, written that recently uh, published. Yeah, so hi. Where did it get published? Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, published in an anthology of different writers. Some have won awards, and all the ones I looked at have written books. So it was really an honor for me. Great, great. Thank you. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So it's called Surrender. Blinding walls of white create the piercing void, demanding me to awaken. A deep slumber we once shared, dark bliss, patiently unfolding, together again. Life is the object on display for our view. You're looking to capture the fragrance of my eternity, happiness. With abandon the images of your scent, dances shadows on my blank walls. No longer blinding, you whisper, the melody of my perfume, the language of my soul, once meant, symbols given sustenance, imbued with our meaning, our dance, we too. Thank you, thank you. So, um, why don't we circle back and talk about um, Mama Mafia again and your favorite modeling experiences. Tell us a little bit about highlighting some of your favorite or most uh, interesting modeling experiences, yeah. Sure. I just want to clarify, though, with the poem, actually. Uh -huh. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I think most people think it's about, like, love or falling in love, which yeah. it could be. It's true. Like, yeah. I wrote it during that period of time. But it's it's more about spiritual awakening. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more about, you know, myself with universal presence or, you know, God, what, what have you. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So read with that, it's a little bit different. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Okay. So, yes, so, yeah, your, to answer your question, my favorite modeling experiences, you know, it's, my favorite are actually not the most prestigious, but it was so fun walking in the middle of Times Square uh -huh. uh, for the IFA Awards. Do you know them? They're like uh, IFA. I Bollywood, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bollywood Oscars, I was told. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um. That was so fun because they had it here one year, and I got to be in the the fashion show part of it. And so I walked out multiple times in the middle of Times Square in a crowd of, like, thousands of people. And it was just, like, I felt the energy. It was awesome. And I almost tripped. But then I got to dance off stage because, you know, it's a show. Yeah. Got to make it work. And so that was really fun. Um, another fun experience was really doing the 
uh, Porter Magazine cover shoot with the Model Mafia because it was just, you know, really wonderful to be around a group of people that really believe in and that are doing really cool things. Great, great. And, um, yeah, tell us more about uh, the, what Model Mafia is doing now and, and where it's going, where it's headed. Okay, but back to your first question. <laughs> oh, yeah. I re- just remembered something Yeah. also. It was super cool. I was in a fashion video um, that played at Madison Square Garden one fashion week. Uh-huh. So that was cool to see myself on like a huge screen and um, playing in front of like a bunch of people and uh, Madison Square Garden. Like these are things like I never thought as a kid that I would be doing whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So it's it's surprising and it's just like, oh, okay, I'm doing this next week. Next week. Okay, great. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Good, yeah. Good. And um, so what's coming up with the Model Mafia is we're uh, partnering, we partnered in the past with uh, Rainforest Alliance to do social media campaigns and um, work with them. So um, now one project I'm working on is with Pure Earth. They um, retrain people to, um, let's say, uh, for example, make pottery without using lead. Um, so, you know, they're having a big impact. They're a large international um, charity. And we're partnering with them on social media. And then also we're helping them with their gala and just raising funds and getting awareness out there about pollution and that it's responsible for about, I think, 9 million deaths um, a year or, you know, if that I can remember right now. But, mm-hmm. yeah, you know environmentalism getting the message out there about pollution and the statistics yeah good good um so yeah tell us a little more about what what are some things that come up to you today or the past week that uh have kind of really been like you know i think that the most important thing it seems to me that finding that beauty in the daily life finding that beauty in the moment to moment you're talking about some really great stories about how you know, when you find the joy in, in living, the joy of living and the joy of life, you know, these moments can really shine through and, and things that could be, things that have the potential of going wrong can become, you know, uh, some of our best stories, you know? So as you were mentioning, the stories, yeah, I assume sure it's almost tripping and then, you know, have, having turned into a dance can be a really great uh, experience, a really great joy in life. Um, so uh, how, how has that translated? How has that changed your perception or how has that kind of guided you uh that that kind of idea you know i've had like so many failures in my life and it's just that you keep on going yeah you believe in something and then eventually you end up somewhere i don't know where it is but you end up somewhere yeah yeah (laughs) yeah good so um yeah and what about for, for music as far as music goes like what what have you been listening to or what have you been um What's something? What's like your favorite band or favorite music? You know, my favorite song, if I had to pick, is probably um, a song for you by Leon Russell. Do you know that? No, no. It, I, I really mean. love the lyrics. Uh huh. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, lyrics, melody. It's really beautiful. Um, it's sung by like many different people. So if you don't like Leon's kind of husky, um, rough voice, Leon, uh, Russell, I'll play in the background. 
I like uh, Lana Del Rey. I mean, I like classical. Vivaldi is one of my favorites. I love uh, instrumental jazz music. I love going to like, you know, smalls in the city here and just listening to great musicians. And speaking of Russells, um, Cameron Russell and um, Anya Rose Campbell are just such great leaders and they have taught me a lot about leadership since I've been involved with um, the Model Mafia uh-huh. over the past couple of years. It's really made me think of of leadership in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very grateful because I feel like I'm a better person now than I was before I got involved with this. And maybe for different reasons than you might think. It's not that, you know, I didn't have ideas of doing great things and improving the world. I did. But it's just, you know, diff- I've gotten new ideas of how I could do that. Yeah, I think it's always a dream to be able to participate in the community and be able to, you know, really get a sense of, and that's empowerment. And that's part of the process of hearing our voice, being feeling seen and heard, and being able to see our community and hear our community and be able to empower those who are um, exactly you know, marginalized and such. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's you have to empower the people working with you as well, and that's kind of what I've learned. Mm. Let's take a moment to listen to a little bit of this. Sure.
singing my song singing this song for you lovely lovely that was a lovely song and, i just uh, love that song yeah really great so um why don't we talk a little bit about kind of like your the clients that you've worked for and such and and tell us a little bit more about that and and how uh how that's informed your process and such yeah so i mean i've worked with people such as Mesa margila um Herino, um michael costello uh i'm gonna forget a bunch of great people that i really enjoy working with um, still in Alaska, it was really fun walking for her during Fashion Week because um, she had this whole presentation before we walked about the Me Too movement and empowerment, and so that was really fun. Um, Samantha Sung, Paul Mitchell, L'Oreal Biolage, mm-hmm. um, Palouche, which is a vegan fur brand, which is great, and I've turned down work from um, several different fur brands before, so that's something that's important to me. Mm. as a um, vegan so yeah i mean i've also been lucky enough to be in you know like hello russia mary claire porter magazine as we discussed harper's bazaar forbes bogatalia mm. mary claire the glamour video so you also did some interviewing, interviewing or you did some interviewing yourself or uh so you interviewed some people uh, what was the experience of that and and in your proudest moment. So, yeah, I do interviews both written and on air. Mm-hmm. So I've worked with uh, numerous different publications. Right now I have a series called Model Perspective at YRB Magazine. And then I have also a uh, commitment with Bella Magazine. And the last, the last thing I published was actually a piece on Hadi Naziri, who is a... Um, a performance artist that I met at the Oslo Freedom Forum. And so I was really honored to be able to interview him and just discuss why he got involved with the things he did and um, his beliefs on his country, the Middle East, and how they're treating women. And so that's just something that is important for me to get out there. And I really enjoyed hearing his perspective, and it's you know still up. You can check it out on Bella Magazine. Um, yeah, and so then with FNL Network, I got involved um, last year with them, and it's it's been kind of a natural transition to do uh, on air hosting, and mm-hmm. I love interviewing people, and I love a fast paced environment. Um, I like to think on my feet. So it's really fun. And, you know, I would have uh, I cast for people, you know, just a few days before interviewing them. So it was kind of a fun experience to yeah. be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So also, you go. And then, uh, how have you found your uh, interviews and such? And um, How I find the interview subjects? Yeah. Well, it's just kind of people who come up in my life. I mean, I had this opportunity to go to the Oslo Freedom Forum uh, as press, and so that was exciting for me. 
it was very uh, motivating and inspiring um, to be there. And um, I reached out to a couple people while I was there, and Hadi was the one who really was excited about interviewing. So that's what I did with him. Another person I interviewed um, for YRB, which was pretty interesting to me, was um, uh, the head of Biofabricate. She does um, uh, new materials that are biologically produced. So it's very sustainable. It's not uh, financially viable right now for mass production, but they're getting there. As any technology, it starts out being a little um, pricey and then, you know, it's going to go down. So I look forward to seeing what materials they put out there in the future and how they can really help, um, help change the fashion industry. Good, good. So let's take a moment just to um, tell us a little bit about, tell the listeners a little bit about Ready for Brooklyn. So Ready for Brooklyn is a uh, 501c3 nonprofit organization um, whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. To help support our mission, we invite you to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at readyforbrooklyn.org slash donate. Every cent helps us continue to stay on air. So please support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. Um, all contributions are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Again, that's readyforbrooklyn.org slash donate. Um, Ready for Brooklyn also is proud to announce that we'll be launching an after-school program for local teenagers in 2019. So to learn media literacy through media making using a hands-on approach guide by local professionals. If you'd be interested in participating or donating to this program, please go to radioforbrooklyn.org slash afterschool. And remember, all t- donations are tax deductible. Um, general, uh, if you'd like to uh, listen to Radio for Brooklyn, you're not in front of your computer, um, please let's consider downloading our free mobile app from iPhone and Android, available in the Apple iStore and the Google Play Store for Android. Uh, or you can go to radioforbrooklyn.org slash iPhone or slash Android. Um, also, if you'd like to uh, keep up to date on uh, news in Ready for Brooklyn community. You can go to um, readyforbrooklyn.org slash newsletter and you can be uh, up to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest uh, news programming and upcoming events. Uh, and you can sign up at, at, that, at that link, readyforbrooklyn.org slash newsletter. Uh, finally, um, Ready for Brooklyn is doing a, a DJ night tonight. This is 114. So I know this is uh, a Episode will rebroadcast on Thursday. So if you're listening on Thursday, it's, it's over. But uh, but on Monday, 1.14 at 9 p.m., uh, uh, come out to the Pine Rock Pine Box Rock Shop located at 92 Grand Street here in uh, Bushwick on Monday, January 14th at 9 p.m. for Radio Free Brooklyn's DJ Night. Your favorite RFB DJs will be spinning tracks from 9 to 11 p.m the best in Brooklyn-based music. Admission is free. Yay. Good, good. Sounds cool. Sounds cool, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, so, indeed. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so um, as we start to wind down, we have about like 12 more minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit more about, tell us, tell us what's coming up for you. What's uh, kind of, uh, what, what is your New Year's resolution, if you will? Uh, do you have any oh. resolution in New Year? Anything that you are aiming you know, for personally? Yeah. 
I'm not a big believer in New Year's resolutions because I feel uh-huh. like you should be constantly sort yeah. of evaluating yourself. But, you know, it's also not good to overthink things all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. yeah, for myself, I've just been my resolution is to kind of focus more on the things that are really essential and um, devote more time to those and then just protect my uh, downtime a little bit more. Mm hmm. That is a resolution. Say a little bit more no to things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's so important to like, as you're saying, I do believe that it's so important to like, you know, always, uh, each day, just kind of renewing intentions and being able to stay with uh, the, um, uh, you know, the idea that it's only in the new year that you set an intention is not true. But uh, exactly. at the same time, I think that we should be doing it all the time. We should be always renewing. I was I was trying to um, inspire ourselves to be better and do better. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, another thing that I'm looking forward to getting involved in this year is uh, mental health causes. Uh huh. Yeah, I've been really finding a way, and that's part of the reason I do uh, my art therapy, which I'm actually going to be shooting with uh, Caravan Wellness on the. 26 a little video um because it's a it's an important issue um that is often stigmatized so that's why i think as a model it's great to kind of say you know it's all right mm. you know it's just a physical issue exactly exactly yeah. yeah and we've talked a little bit about this on on the show about how um it's so important that we all and in, in a previous episode i talked to uh someone who's in mental health counseling about how it's all a spectrum that we're all, um, we talk about wellness, we talk about illness, but we talk about, um, you know, everyone has their experiences that uh, in each day, in each day-to-day life, we're having experiences on that spectrum that we're not like, there's no clear boundaries. We, when we talk about physical illness, we don't talk about it in those terms, uh, but with mental health, we talk about as though someone's inherently, you know, in this way, but actually we're all on the spectrum of, experiences yeah yeah that's a great point um it's very true and yeah so that's that's a priority for me this year and um i'm very uh give a shout out to the hoff app humans of fashion uh for the work they're doing they connect uh people in the fashion industry with mental health advocates and um and lawyers need if need be for uh different issues so they're doing some good work maybe get involved with them in the future mm-hmm. yeah and how was your holidays how was the over the, the holidays and such did you celebrate anything or and how was that how was your oh yeah i mean i celebrate christmas uh-huh um it was really nice i went to tavern on the green with my mother mm-hmm a little celebration <laughs> yeah you know? good, just yeah. family time it's good yeah yeah all right so we'll go out with uh dirty laundry by bittersweet and uh we may have time for uh two songs by bittersweet actually um so we'll listen a little bit to that and remember that ready for brooklyn uh truth to power show um airs every uh monday at 8 a.m uh rebroadcast on thursday at 9 a.m for now um 
and you can find our catalog or our uh, yeah you have something else you just, yeah. yeah so I just also wanted to talk about some of the agencies that I'm affiliated with uh-huh um, for modeling because they're really unique in the way that they do business yeah so uh, role model management is based in LA and they um, really focus on sustainable and vegan brands and they promote you as a full person as opposed to just your look alone Mm -hmm. and then we speak here in new york city is really a great agency who promotes um diversity of the of um size yeah as well as you know other things so yeah they and actually they um i forget her name but the girl um with down syndrome who was just in i think the airy oh. campaign is with we speak uh-huh so you know that i find that really great yeah it's so important yeah. to be able to celebrate and and appreciate diversity and appreciate uh where people are coming from and, and different uh not just to be too bowling alley about what we consider you know to be uh yeah, I mean, just being able to give all the people a chance to succeed and, and promote it and such, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really great because there's a large population that, you know, needs to feel validated. I mean, at the same time, I love beauty. I love beautiful men and women. And I think it's great to see a really healthy, well-shaped person, you know, in a great bikini or clothing and you know, actually modeling has really helped me to become more comfortable with myself and my uh, sexuality and all that. And I find that there's usually you don't hear that you Mm. hear because people get involved when they're maybe 15, 16, a lot of the time. And you hear that it's really harmed them because they've been put in very uncomfortable situations. Mm. And, you know, I've been put in uncomfortable situations, but maybe not when I was 15. So it had a little bit of a different, it didn't affect me as much. Mm. Um, But the flip side is that it can be very empowering and it can be positive, actually. And I think that you hear a lot of negativity um, about the fashion industry. And, you know, I'm somewhat responsible for bringing this message. Mm. But I also want to say about fashion and modeling in general that it can be an empowering thing. It doesn't have to be a negative thing. And I don't want to rag on it. I like what I do. And, um, yeah, it can be very empowering as a man or woman to say, you know, this is what I am. There's nothing wrong with it. And, you know, this is, this is that. Yeah. If you see what I'm saying. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. That's a really great, uh, way to wrap up. And then, uh, I saw also let people know, as I was saying, uh, they can find the catalog or the back, uh, the archives of Truth to Power Show on truthtopowershow.podomatic.com. Uh, also, the uh, uh, show archive on iTunes and uh, Spotify, and I recently got added to Google Play, so uh, that was a new thing. So, if Casey searched for it before on Google Play and didn't find it, um, it's now added onto Google Play. So, uh, yeah, thank you, and uh, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank it's you. been a real pleasure, and I'm really impressed with this show. And I, I'm just I've heard multiple episodes that you've done before, and it's really interesting. And I look forward to the future. Thank you so much. So we'll listen a little bit to uh, "Bittersweet" going out. Thank you.